the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, our pastor of education, Pastor Andre Williams. Amen. We praise God for being able to come and assemble and worship on this Lord's Day, and in particular, uh, this Mother's Day. Let's give our mothers another hand clap of praise. Amen. We praise God for mothers. Because uh, if it wasn't for mothers, guess what? You and I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so we thank the Lord for uh, our mothers this morning. They play and do play uh, a significant role uh, in our lives. And so we, we thank the Lord for, for giving us uh, a mothers uh, this morning. All right. So this morning, as it's been said, it's Mother's Day. And so uh, I'm pretty sure... Uh, people come expecting to hear a message about mothers. And so that is my task this morning. That is my, uh, that is my responsibility this morning. I want to take this opportunity to talk and to uh, salute, celebrate, and uh, encourage mothers today. And so with that being said, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Exodus the book of Exodus, chapter 2, and uh, we're going to begin reading at verse 1. And it reads, And a man of the house of Levi went and took as a wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. Amen. This morning, I want to share with you today from the subject, a mother's love. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We praise your name. We honor you. We magnify you. Lord, we lift you up because we know who you are and because of all that you have done. Lord, we recognize that you are God and beside you there is no other. And God, as we have gathered this morning, Lord, to feast upon your word, God, I pray that you would use your word this morning to Encourage hearts to speak to the hearts of your people. God, I pray that as the word goes forth, 
Lord, that it would fall on good soil, that the hearers, Lord, that they would be able to hear, receive, and apply. So God, we thank you for how you're going to move throughout this building and throughout the virtual platforms. We pray, God, that you would get the glory through everything that transpires. And for that soul today that doesn't know you for the pardon of their sin. God, we ask through the power of your Holy Spirit, you would bring conviction and help them to know, Lord, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So we bless you in advance now and thank you for what you will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. By way of uh, background, what takes place before Exodus 2 is that Israel has been in Egypt for over 400 years. And initially, Jacob, along with his family, uh, they had come to Egypt due to a famine that was in the land, and it affected the land where they were in that was Canaan. And so one of Jacob's sons, the youngest at the time, Joseph, uh, he was Jacob's favorite son, and he had been sent ahead by God into Egypt as a slave who would eventually become second in command in Egypt. And even though Joseph had been a slave, he was sold, in fact, as a slave by his own brothers, he understood that ultimately God was the reason he was in Egypt, which was, he said, to save many lives. So initially when Israel, when they came to Egypt back in Genesis 46, there were 70 of them, 70 uh, people uh, from Jacob's family. And by the time we get to Exodus chapter 1, uh, you, you see the numbers have grown, in fact, to well over 2 million people. In Exodus chapter 1 verse 7 says that the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly. They multiplied, grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. So in a time span of about 430 years, according to Exodus 12, Israel had grown into a complete nation. And that coincides with God's promise, if you will, back in Genesis chapter 12, where God had told Abraham, he said, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. But in chapter 15, God let Abraham know that although he was going to, uh, to make a great nation out of him, his descendants would have to go through uh, something as a nation which is directly connected to where we are in Exodus now. In fact, in Genesis 15, in verse 13, God told Abraham this. He said, no certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them 400 years. So when you come to Exodus chapter 1 and verse 8, when Israel has now been growing and prospering, it says, though, there now arose a new king of Egypt who did not know Joseph. So keep in mind that when Israel, understand, initially when they came into Egypt, they came as Pharaoh's honored guest. But now, under this new Pharaoh, uh, they are looked at as unwanted guests. 
In fact, uh, this is the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. Uh, This is where it begins. That this new Pharaoh, he looked at Israel not as guests, but rather as a threat and not as a blessing or an ally. Because of the way he viewed them, the scripture says that he set taskmasters over them to afflict them with burdens. Now, not only did he enslave them, though, the Bible says that he oppressed them and he decided to weaken them as a nation. How? By having the midwives to kill all the Hebrew male children that were born. And so the Hebrew midwives, though, because the Bible says they feared God, they disobeyed the king's edict. And so what, uh, so what Pharaoh does then is he puts out another law, another edict, uh, and he sends that to the masses, to, to, the, to the masses of Egypt to throw every male child born of a Hebrew woman into the river, but keep the female babies alive. Now, that is the backdrop to our text today. Uh, I want you to keep this setting and the circumstances in mind as we address the topic for the day, which is a mother's love. Because becoming a mother, uh, for the most part, uh, it tends not to be that difficult. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, the, the process, if you will, is usually very enjoyable by the father and the mother, if you get my drift. Uh, uh, but, but, but understand, uh, so it, it, it's not as difficult becoming a mother, but at the same time, being a mother is where the challenge comes into play. See, because a mother, she, she faces obstacles and challenges that come into her life instantly simply because of the mere fact that someone is now physically attached to her. In fact, not only are they attached to her, but they are inside of her. <laughs> so from the very start, she now has to think for two and not just one. Some things uh, she was accustomed to doing now, she has to bring to a halt. In fact, fact, for example, drinking alcohol or or being a smoker, doctors, they highly recommend that as a a mother, you need to put that stuff down. Uh, Because now, whatever the mother takes in, the child is taking in too. So becoming a mother, it tends not to be as difficult, but being a mother, it's much more challenging. And so, uh, and this, along with what our text is going to show us, is why I believe, why I think we all should believe that it is important to appreciate a mother's love. Now, having said that, let's, let, let's look at uh, the first point of our text uh, in verse 1, which is the mother's background. Notice it says, and a man of the house of Levi, he went and took as a wife a daughter of Levi. Now, the text says that a man and a woman, they came together and they came from the same tribe. In this tribe, it says, is Levi. So that begs the question now, well, who is Levi? Well, Levi, uh, he is the third oldest son of Jacob and Leah. And if you remember, Reuben, he's the firstborn, Simeon, he's the second, and then you have Levi. And the name Levi means attached. Now, this name was given to Levi by Leah 
because Leah thought that since she has given Jacob a third son, he would now become attached to her and love her. Because if you remember, uh, Leah was Jacob's first wife, but he had a second wife named Rachel, whom the Bible says he loved. And so Leah, she had to endure being second fiddle in Jacob's mind to Rachel, even though she was given to him in marriage first and bore him children. Why? Because see, Rachel, even though she was his first love, she could not bear children. And this is just a, a side note to, to, to some of the ladies, some of the mothers out there that, who, you know, you may be listening and you, 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 you have a child, you've had children, but the relationship with the father isn't good. Uh, the, and the father, he could be your husband, he could be your ex-husband, he could be your boyfriend, he could be your ex-boyfriend, but for, for whatever reason, you and the father don't get along. And so understand that even though you and the father don't get along, even though you, you are you and the father, y'all are estranged from from one another. Keep in mind that that should not prevent you from giving your child a mother's love because children need a mother's love. Yes, they need their father's love, but this is Mother's Day. So, so we're, we're talking about mothers today. See, because a mother's love brings nurturing. A mother's love, it brings compassion. A mother's love brings understanding. A mother's love, it brings empathy. A mother's love, it brings encouragement. A mother's love, it brings healing. A mother's love, yes, it brings discipline and correction. And so to put it in bold-faced terms, a mother's love simply brings it. So to you mothers who don't have the love of the father. Let me encourage you to continue to give your child a mother's love. Continue showing up in your child's life because again, a child needs a mother's love. But the tribe of Levi, understand, they are known as the priestly tribe. And, and, and this tribe, they were chosen by God to care for the tabernacle or care for the temple. And they were to guide the people of God and worship to God. They served, in fact, as mediators between Israel and God. They would represent God before the people and the people before God. Now, from this tribe also came uh, priests whose responsibility it was to make sacrifices on behalf of the people. And also in particular, there was also amongst the priests, one individual who was called the high priest. And his job was to once a year go into uh, the temple, into a section in the temple known as the Holy of Holies, the most holy place. And this place was separated by a curtain from the rest of the temple. And this high the high priest, he was allowed to go in there once a year to make a sacrifice on behalf of the people as well as himself on a day known as the annual day of atonement. So the priest, but he did not just offer sacrifices. The priest would also act as judges. Uh, they would teach the people God's law. And so in essence, the priest, what they did was serve as spiritual guides for Israel. And it is from this tribe that the man and this woman were descended from. 
So basically, they grew up in an environment where God and his word was paramount. And so a a huge advantage, in fact, for a mother is to be able to grow up in an environment where God and his word is not only taught, but it's adhered to. A mother who grows up in in a Christian environment, she gets an eyewitness account of what being obedient to God looks like and what it can produce. She, she, she gets to see the importance of a mother pouring into her child and, and giving them principles to live by. And, and, and then not only that, but then they get to uh, uh, help their children and show their children what loving God and serving God, what it can lead to, what it can produce. And so for you mothers, though, who weren't as fortunate, to be able to grow up in a Christian environment. You did not have a parents who love God. You did not have parents who serve God. But thanks be to God that even though you did not have the background of growing up in a Christian home, God saw fit in your adult life to bring his word to you, to help you to see the necessity of becoming born again, becoming a child of God. And so now as an adult, because God has poured into you and now you are indeed a mother, you can take what God has given you and pour into your child, even though you did not grow up in a Christian environment. You did not grow up in a Christian home. But just because you didn't doesn't mean your child can't. Your child, mother, can grow up and be taught the word of God because they're in your home. And so now that as a mother, uh, we see that this woman and this man, they've grown up in a Christian environment. They've grown up in a spiritual uh, environment where God's word is, is, is of utmost priority. And so now what has happened is she... Not only has she grown up in a Christian environment, she's grown up in a Christian home. Problem, though, is, is that, yes, God is paramount in a home, but God is not paramount in society. Because keep in mind, she's growing up or she grew up and she's existing in a society that not only rejects her, but rejects her God. And so now what we have is we have this woman and this man who grew up knowing God, but they're living in an environment that is estranged from God, has nothing to do with God, wants nothing to do with God. And the Bible says that this is her background. This is, this is her situation. This is how they're bringing a child into the world. But not only do we see her background, in verse 2, we also see her belief. Because notice it says in verse two, it says, so the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was beautiful, a beautiful child, she hid him for three months. Now, it says that this man and this woman, they came together. They conceived and bore a son. Now, when we get we get more insight about who they are in Exodus chapter six in verse 20, because here's what it says. It says Amram. Took, a, took for himself Jochebed, his father's sister, as a wife, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. And the years of the life of Amram were 137 years. But did you catch what, this, what that verse said? It says that Moses' father, whose name was Amram, 
and his mother's name was Jochebed. It says they came together and Jochebed, whose name means God's glory, was Amram's father's sister, which meant then that Amram, in essence, married his aunt. So they believed in, you know, keeping it in the family, as it were. But, 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 but where do we get the belief? Where do we see her belief? Where do we see the faith uh, uh, of Jochebed in this verse? Because notice it says, when Jochebed conceived and bore a son, she saw that he was a beautiful child, and she hid him, it says, for three months. And why did she hide him? Why? Because they were living and in hostile environment where it was okay. In fact, it was encouraged by the very king himself to throw all male children to a he- born to a Hebrew woman into the Nile River. And Hebrews 11 verse 23 tells us that, that it lets us know that this decision to hide the baby for three months, it says it was done by faith. And so this decision was more than just a maternal instinct, as it were. It was also belief that God, who is the, uh, who is the giver and sustainer of life, overrules any edict and goes against, that goes against his will and his law. So when the man, so here's the thing, when man's law contradicts God's law, It's always more important to obey God rather than men. And Hebrews ends, in fact, in verse uh, 1123, where it says, and they were not afraid of the king's command. Now, something else to to keep in mind is that when, when it comes or when it says she saw that he was a beautiful child, it's not simply saying that because Jacobus saw that Moses was handsome or he was good looking, that she decided to hide him. No, because surely God would have a child's life spared for more than just his good looks. Uh, but, but the word there for beautiful, it could also be translated good or well-pleasing. In fact, the phrase could also be translated, she saw that he was good. And the word there that is used for good is the same word that God uses over and over in the creation story. And in other words, God, after he created everything, you remember, he would say, God would say that uh, what he saw was good. In other words, it was well-pleasing to him. What he saw, what he had made, it was pleasing to him. In fact, Stephen, in Acts chapter 7, he points out that at this time, Moses was born and well-pleasing to God, and he was brought up in his father's house for three months. And the point that is being hammered home home here is this, is that Moses' mother, she decided to hide him for three months because she looked at him as being created by God, which meant this child, like every other child born, was good or well-pleasing to God. In fact, the psalmist says that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. And this mother, she didn't view her trial as an inconvenience or a disruption to her life like so many mothers do in our day and time and they decide to have the child aborted. No, she saw him as worth her time, her attention and protection. Why? Because he was created in the image and likeness of God. And it was good. Her belief was such that because the child was God's creation, What it did, it caused her to fear God who created him more than the Pharaoh who wished to have him killed. Praise the Lord. 
You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.